This episode is available to watch as a video podcast exclusively on the Talking Backwards Patreon page. Sign up today over at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Hot start. Hot start. Coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Doing it hot. <laughs> it's real hot. That is soothing. Hey everybody, I'm back online. Hey everybody, I'm back on. Hey everybody. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. I'm back online. <laughs> Guys. We're back online. We're back online. <laughs> We're back online. I haven't seen <laughs> you all. Yeah? Yeah. In a minute. Since the last time I was in the Red Room. Since last year. I think it's been about nine months. I could have had a baby in that time. <laughs> yeah, you could have. And I did. <laughs> and so did I. <laughs> We've been busy over here at Talking Backwards. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. So we went to Twin Peaks, and that was in May mm-hmm. 2021. And that was literally the last time the three of us were together uh, in the same place. So that was this, last year. This is nice. <laughs> it's good to see you all. This is nice. <laughs> in the flesh. It's a, it's a joy. It's a different energy. Totally different. And uh, I am childless. Uh, so today you are a child. we are back. Online. We're back online. and oh, So good. This has been a long time coming. We have been talking about doing a season three recap episode for a long, long time. Yep. And just life has been happening. We've, we've changed the way our episode releases have gone to accommodate getting this recording done. And it's just now finally happening. We also needed to talk about Judy. We did need to talk about Judy. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we've been doing uh, kind of behind the scenes on our, our uh, Barkhouse sessions and our Patreon feed. So if, it, if you're on the free feed, if you're a free feed listener, you are missing out on some quality hangs. Killer content. But we're, we're finally together. We're finally getting to talk about the return in its entirety. Uh, we're going to touch on some things that maybe we missed. We're going to talk about some of our favorite characters, moments. And I, I want to just say, this is going to be an 18-hour discussion. So buckle up. We are going through beat by beat. <laughs> yep. Moment by moment. <laughs> it could be as long as 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Well, speaking of hours, I mean, as of this recording, we have over 35 hours of video content on our Patreon. Wow. Including the Barkhouse Sessions and Video Podcast bonus episodes. It's a lot, and it's beautiful. And when you listen to it, it doesn't feel like that long because you know the old adage, the hours are not what they seem. That was beautiful. Tyler, I just want to say I'm really proud of you. <laughs> yeah, we are so proud of you. I think, so a lot of people listening, I think one of the big hooks for the show, well, I know one of the big hooks for the show was Tyler listening. <laughs> people, were, especially after uh, the- Just call me Captain. The third episode with the first Red Room scene in season one. Tyler was indifferent about that. Uh, and so people were like, oh, well, this should be fun. It's like, oh, this, I don't care about this. Someone brought up that, yeah, they, about, yeah, they were hooked from your response to that episode. 
and so it was fun to see how everything played out. But then, you know, we the F Sobriety podcast brought up uh, about our when we started doing the return. They were they brought they mentioned you and they brought you up and what did they say? I'm the greatest thing about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. They um, they were surprised that I loved the, the return, return so far at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, first, I mean, it was funny because at the end of, at the end of like the first couple of parts, I mean, I think part three was the only one you didn't give a five, but even at the end of part four, you're just like, I love the show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely, I didn't know how you were going to take a lot of it, honestly. So. I didn't either. Yeah. The, your growth has been surprising because, yeah. oh, I mean, as you've grown into someone who has interest in sort of the inner workings of this show. Like it, when you first said that you were not interested in the red room sequence or the dream sequence, it was like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be great. But I can, that I can see that. But it like watch, watching you kind of come into it and have fun has been really great. fun for me. Yeah, I'm just so I don't know because I feel like, and maybe my scores don't reflect this, but I feel like the back half. I guess the back 17 <laughs> really got away from the whole alien thing. Cause I, I was listening to our, yeah, you really loved the podcast the box scene. That stuff was awesome and super intriguing and coming off of secret history, like aliens and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I thought it was going to be, you know, this big intergalactic war. Or something, which I guess it kind of is. It's a pretty sweet idea. Yeah. But intergalactic it planetary. Wasn't that intergalactic planetary. Planetary <laughs> courtship ritual. <laughs> we'll get to it when we go to our talking forehead segment. We can discuss the scores a little bit further because I do want to discuss some of those back half scores. Mm. Um it's kind of similar to what we did at our season two recap. We just kinda went through and Saw who matched up, who gave the lowest score of the season, who gave the most fives. A little tease for everyone. It's coming up later in the show. It was you. <laughs> Spoilers, Dave. <laughs> uh, Ridiculous. Let's, let's start. You know, it's you're very good to see you again, old friends. Yes. It's good, it's good to be back. It's been, um, what, 25 years. It's been 25 years. It feels like it, in a way. It does. It's been um, a minute. So when we did our mid-season recap with Mr. John Bernardi, mm-hmm. uh, I asked you guys a couple of different questions. I'm going to revisit those questions to see if stuff uh, still sticks. And uh, speaking of sticks, uh, most memorable scene for you guys overall in the return, what scene sticks out the most? And I'm going to tell you, well, would you like me to tell you what you said at the halfway point or would you like to, <laughs> to go I, again and then I'll I, let you know if it I matches? I would like to go again and then <laughs> okay. just see Excellent. if it's still that I like or that something has changed. Okay. okay. All right, Dave, you can Because I, I do not remember what my response was Perfect. at all. Then, Dave, you start. Overall, doesn't have to be the first half. Over the entire 18 parts of The Return, the 18-hour movie that is <laughs> Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> the most memorable scene for me. Yep, scene, moment. Can I do a can I do Second. a can I do a scene and a moment within the scene? Yeah. All right. Oh hell yeah! I think my most memorable scene has got to be the arm wrestling, and my Love most that. memorable moment is <laughs> the boss getting his face blown out. <laughs> <laughs> 
as soon as he loses. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Imagine if he had had a green glove when he had done that. That would have been something else. Thing would have popped like a melon. Yeah. Melon ball. <laughs> yeah. Melon it's ball. a melon ball. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, obviously in midseason you pick something from an earlier episode. You picked mm. from part six the car accident. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, that, rough watch. Yeah. That's a standout. But. Yeah, I, I guess uh, of things that I didn't try to erase from my memory. <laughs> yeah, for gotta sure. Got to be the arm wrestling scene. Yeah, definitely. Arm wrestling, that's great. It's a great pick. Tyler. I know what my... <laughs> <laughs> my first one was... Yeah, you're, you want to play it? Mm. You were also fresh off of part eight. Like, really fresh. Yeah. Like, the night before. <laughs> Probably. I think. It's the only thing on my mind. Yeah, all you were thinking about was part eight. Um, when we did the recap. I've got a... I've got a... Stand, standout scene? Most me- Yeah, whatever. Like, when you Memorable. first think... Like, I like... To, uh, the question that I... That as I pose it is just what... When you think of the return, what's what's immediately the first picture <laughs> like, comes in your head? I mean, okay. <laughs> if we're playing that, first thing that comes to your mind, it's... It's... Because <laughs> yeah. that... It's the woodsman. It's just burned into my brain. Yeah. Part eight, man. It's... Well, they, they make no small effort to <laughs> hammer it into your brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. God alone. <laughs> just constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll I'll have to stand by that. That's fine. That's fine. That's a fine choice. For me, mine is mine is different. Um, mm. And the halfway point, I said it was uh, uh, I cheated a little bit and gave it a two parter. But it was Bobby seeing Lars' picture for the first time. Mm. Uh, powerful moment memories. with the music. Yeah, so good. But also led it into Wally Brando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. I kind of combined it. Um, but no, mine is um, when uh, Del Cooper wakes up and says, "Hey, everybody, I'm back online," in part sixteen. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite <laughs> that's my standout moment is i am the fbi just oh i get goosebumps that was a paraphrase but <laughs> it was it i was. am the fbi <laughs> yeah hey everybody i am the fbi <laughs> um hey everybody i'm fbi what a good what a good moment just it, it is it's the moment you waited for yeah it was worth it it's just everything you want kama glocklin delivers everything perfectly um it's beautiful. Our boy's back. Our boy's back. Our boys are back. <laughs> the boys are back. Back on line. <laughs> so, yes. I have to say that Coop is only in the show for like five seconds. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's tragic. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With the, when he came back in 16. Like halfway it, through 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we we're out of time. <laughs> there's, there's there's no there's time nothing. to do anything with this. Yeah. It's like, and then it's just a snowball from there till the very end, yeah. and then the a race. Yeah. Then then it's a race. <laughs> then the, I saw a rat race for the first time, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a month ago. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. I saw it in theaters. Holds up. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Holds up from. I when I you know, haven't seen it from what I had. <laughs> Holds up. Well, I, okay, so not holds up, but... It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd heard nothing but trash talk about it, and, you know, I think maybe some folks owe Rat Race an apology. They do. 
Anyway, the snowball just hits a flat wall and explodes. And it's like, my snowball. I, I liked that snowball. And then yeah. it's just gone. Yeah, he goes from, hey, everybody, I'm back online to, hey, everybody, I'm back in time. Yeah, I love I love getting Coop back. I hate that we had such little time with him. I hate that we had such little time with Julie Cruz. Mm, that was a bummer. She really got a short shrift in, in 18. But if you have the from uh, Z to A box set, you can watch that performance in its entirety. Uncut. For the low, low price of $600. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they're out of print now. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to favorite new character. Oh, I'm and not. The I'm not changing my That's stance fine. on this. That's fine. We'll go ahead and just say, we'll go ahead and say what you are. But I just want to point out that in a world in where a we, world. where we have Jade, Bushnell Mullins, Ike the Spike, the Babe Patrol, Wally Brando, Becky Burnett, Stephen Burnett, Chad Broxford, D. Fusco, T. Fusco, Smiley Fusco, Lorraine Hutch, Cheeto Chantel, Freddie Sykes, Miriam Sullivan, Lieutenant Knox, Constance, Randall Headley, and Wilson, Duncan Todd and his buddy Roger, Anthony Sinclair, Red, Renzo, Warden Murphy, French Woman, Phil Bisbee, Phyllis Hastings, Bill Hastings, No Ido, Tracy Barbarato, Sam Colby, Bosomy Woman, Monica Bellucci, Daria. Nationwide Tufts, the Mitchum Brothers, the Roadhouse MC, Alice Tremond, Richard Horn, Frank Truman, Doris Truman, Tammy Preston, Senorita Dido, that fucker Ray, Janie E. Jones, and Diane Evans. Dave chose that classic little sweetie, Deputy Jesse Holcomb, and Tyler chose the Woodsman in the Jail Cell from Part 2. <laughs> was that was was he in your list? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I have to say, I love <laughs> No Ido. Yeah, I stand by it. Jesse Holcomb. Mm. That classic little sweetie. In, in, a, in a whirlwind of confusion and weirdos and ghosts and fire and crazy people and criminals and jerks at bars who push girls out of seats and hit kids with cars, Jesse Holcomb is a shining light and a pure... Marble of innocence in this uh, Chuck E. Cheese ball pit of a nightmare. <laughs> and yeah, I started talking with, with with absolutely no goal. No goal. I think, but I got there. I think what we should do real quick is just play the clip. I want to revisit uh, Jesse's damn fine line from Part Eleven. I just want to play it right here because I just want to hear it real quick. Yeah, it, let's play the clip. I was at Big Ed's gas farm. You know what? I heard shots. Hey, <laughs> I, I like that you stand by it. I, I do. think that's great. Beautiful. Tyler, great. you stand by? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> do you concur? How dare you ask me that? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going to have to say a a duo that is the Mitchum brothers. Oh, twist. I like because that. Because because they're nationwide duffs. They're nationwide duffs. Um <laughs> They're fine on their own, but as one character together. Sure. Yeah. They wouldn't be as great without the other. When two become one. Yes. Yes. Tonight is the night that I am really surprised by this, Captain. 
<laughs> You're surprised that he changed from the jail cell woodsman? <laughs> I'm not surprised that he changed from the jail cell woodsman. I am surprised that it's the Mitchell brothers. Yeah. Who who did you think it would be? I thought it was going to be my pick. Well, let's hear Patrick's pick, and then we'll we'll reconvene and, and see if... Senorita Dido. Which is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and probably a short walk. Yeah, my, my favorite is um, a little ditty about Deputy Diane. Deputy Diane. <laughs> no, Diane, Laura Dern. It's not, killed, is that a new character? If, then <sighs> if, we ha- if you, if you want to play by those roles, because the first time we've seen her, first time that there's uh, uh, someone that you can put a face to the name, mm. if you really want to play by those roles, my number two would be Janie E. Mm. I think mm. both of them knocked it out of the park. I, I just think their performances were so good. Yeah. So, so good. But don't get me wrong. There's so much I love in that list. Some obviously don't care for, but that's that's a credit to the actors doing a very good job. Like mm-hmm. uh, Richard Horn, Chad Brock, like the Chad Brocksters of the world. It's like hate mm-hmm. those guys. Right. That's a that's a testament to the acting. Um, but there are so many other characters. I mean, we could just deep dive on on this list. Maybe we will one day. Maybe you'll get that special Ike the Spike episode <laughs> of Talking Backwards. Available only at patreon.com slash talking backwards. <laughs> That's right. Patreon.com slash talking backwards. Do not forget the slash. But I did want to just say t- there was just two there was two scenes in particular that stand out with Diane to me. Um, the, the first intro. Oh, the interest. Maybe there's three. <laughs> that one's so good. Diane. Something that I was waiting for for so long with you, Tyler. We get the answer to who the hell is Diane. So the shot was very Tarantino. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the Diane reveal. Like, yeah. and it 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 hit like like a modern film noir. Mm. Oh, it's so good. That Max Fong, yeah. just really really good. Cinematography great, pacing great, casting great, yeah. framing great. Look, the scene is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect yeah. casting. Perfect. <laughs> um, Direct quote. The two scenes that stick out to me with her, first one's part seven, uh, when she goes to visit uh, David Copperhead, the magician, mm. in prison. And then the second one is uh, when, right before she pops, like a tulpa. Mm-hmm. Pops has a tulpa. Tulpa, tulpa, tulpa. So you just love seeing Diane in distress. She's just very good in those scenes. <laughs> It's just very, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't I, like I do. seeing her in distress, it. it. but yeah. it's just very powerful performances. Mm-hmm. You know, because even, you know, because I know that scene with her um, at the prison stood out to you, Dave, that right after oh, yeah. when she talks to Gordon Cole, you know, she's like, something's not here. Yeah, it, uh, it's oh, incredibly powerful. So good. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Any of the other new characters you want to touch on quick? So, I know there's so many, and we can't get to them all. There, there, are, there are so many. There are so many times that a character is introduced and thrown away. One-offs. And, yeah, one-offs that just... That don't return. Don't return, show up, come out of nowhere. And, I mean, I mean, from seasons one and two, each have their own, and then the return has all their own. Yeah, ton. And there's... This might be a bigger character dump than the original run of the show. Yeah. Because you have so many that are just on screen for a second, never heard from again. Let's not forget the one-offs from the missing pieces, like the nurse. Her name is B. Roundtree. K. 
Can we, let's talk about B Roundtree real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest plot hole in all of Twin Peaks. <laughs> the nurse that got the ring. The where, nurse that Where did got that nurse ring. go? Where did the ring go? And that's... Okay, this, this is about to turn into... A, a non-recap episode. 100%. <laughs> it's a pre-cap. And I'm actually, no, I'm, I'm going to save it. Remind me of this. Okay. Okay. Uh, it will be. What, remind me is saying, where did the ring go? And let's, we'll get back to me. It I went around the tree. I'm, I'm pretty, the big old round tree. Big old, big old round tree. <laughs> is that what the B stands for? The B, the B does stand for big old. <laughs> big old round tree. And I actually, I think it, this might've actually been, that actually might've been covered in one of the books. And I just lost it because, again, a ton of information. So much. But I, I do have, I, I have, I, I have. So when. You have, you have beef? I got beef. No beef. Beef round tree? No, no beef. Uh, <laughs> more, more of a just like, what, what, what am I looking at? And well, let's come back to that in a different segment. Come later. back to that. But remind, me, remind me of this to come back to. Put a pen in it. And then I'll yeah. circle back to it. Are you sure? Because one time at the beginning of an episode of ours, you said. Oh, I've got beef. We'll talk about it later. We never talked about it. I don't know what that. That was. happens a lot. <laughs> I don't know what that I was. Still don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I had beef. <laughs> yeah, I had beef. It it must have gone. That okay. beef yeah. must have gone yeah. away. All right. So we did um, have several, I guess, followers or people ask. Yeah. And now we don't ask. <laughs> yes. And now we don't gone. anymore. They're gone. This um, episode ruined them. <laughs> and this might be a good time to. Yeah, to shout to shout out some some of the things that they mentioned. Um, while we're talking about new characters, yep. Uh, Blue Rose Task Force podcast, yep, from John Bernardi's podcast has new, a ish podcast has three new characters they are curious about. Yeah, hmm. what are those? Okay. Let's read the tweet. What's the deal with the woodsman and Wally Brando and Armstrong the Chihuahuas? further adventures <laughs> and is there a connection to be made between all of them <laughs> well we know that armstrong went to beverly hills yes 100 yeah. percent. so he had to have, that's that and he had to have crossed freddie at some point because he's got a strong arm <laughs> not again <laughs> <laughs> he's dead so yeah we know we know armstrong's in beverly hills uh-huh yep um the woodsman were they like a, they were only in physical existence in the 40s or 50s, whenever that, when was that? I know if you can say that, because we, the first time we see the God of Light Woodsman, he floats out of thin air and just appears. I'm like, is he even freaking there, really? But, like, but they were like interacting. Right, but with, interacting the first time, yeah, after the, yeah, like, well, yeah, it was the, the physical well, it was interaction. 50s, yeah, it would have yeah. been the 50s. Okay. And but then when they but not are on like, screen again, it's just like not ca- not counting the convenience store glitch outs in part eight when the bomb is going off. Right, that's technically the first time we see of them. But okay. suddenly, this dude <laughs> just vanishes or not vanishes appears. Right, later vanishes. I guess mm. much like yeah. the gel cell guy. Yeah, but all yeah also Dis- how. Disadvantage. Yeah, all of them, all of them appear and disappear. Even as we see when Hastings is in the car before he gets annihilated. Right. You know, they're disappearing and appearing when like Diane sees them. So they're always like fading in and out of time. Is the best way I can describe that from what we see on our screens. So, 
I don't know because I just don't know if I can just safely say that they're here. They're they were just here. Like, mm-hmm. one, we, somebody may have seen them. Somebody maybe not. We only see the one. We only see Godalite do the physical rampage on actual like people, people. in the world. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next time you see a, if you want to call it physical interaction, is when. Uh, Boop is bleeding out after he gets shot. And they gather around him to fix him. But even that's a like metaphysical contact. That's not even Yeah. They're like kind of going in and out of him, you know, apparating yeah. as yeah. they as they work on him. Right. It's like they they attach I mean that makes sense why they would be attached to him if he's half well, mostly all from Black Lodge because the doppelganger. But then you have it's like they're protecting stuff that's crossed into their world like bill hastings major briggs's body there's one just wandering around the morgue that's right that's right you know coming down the hallway Hmm. Hmm. so they're there to protect their stuff and then of course they're wandering around out of the the zone when you know when the portal opens up and you see them hanging down hanging on the stairs hanging on the stairs hanging on the stairs okay there dharma that is their dharma. <laughs> yeah. That is totally, yeah. <laughs> totally their dharma. So connected it to Wally. Thank yep. you. <laughs> Perfect. So are they excellent? Are they still here? Right. That's a that's a great question. Because mm. yeah, the last time we see them is when they attempt to help Boop and the sheriff station in part seventeen, correct? Yes, because it's Mike that walks Cooper yes. through the same area. Yep. Is are there any woodsmen around when that happens? I have to go back and watch. I'm not 100%. I feel like no because it's like they go through and then they're just automatically already walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. the woods hallway <laughs> yeah. to see Jeffries. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't think there are any woodsmen there, after yeah. after Bob is defeated. Yeah. So maybe. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. That doesn't Really makes sense, but I th- I think you're right. Unless they are connected to, to Bob, Bob in some way, but yeah, again, but I, isn't but again, don't know what their reason, like why they would be out to protect or watch over. I want to say protect. That doesn't sound like the correct word, but to keep an eye on mm-hmm. Briggs's body and and be at that. Well, it makes sense for them to be at the zone, but again, why why did why did that's a good question. Why did they kill Bill Hastings? <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's not really a good reason to, because what what threat would he have posed? Him bringing he needed Cole's out there. of his contract. And bringing Cole, <laughs> Cole and Albert there, it's too much for them to bear. But they almost mm. they almost took Cole anyway. I know. Like because then, then Albert's like, I guess we found out. Maybe they didn't want them to find out. Well, I mean, okay, so the lodges had no problem with just snatching FBI agents in the past. Correct. Or just any rando. Yeah. This is the first time somebody has been outright just murdered by the lodge for whatever reason. Yeah. It just Yeah, what was the point of this? Interesting. Let us know. <laughs> Click the link. <laughs> we'll have that answer on our upcoming Bill Hastings special. <laughs> the tribute special to William Hastings. Yes. Yeah. Um, so don't forget to smash that subscribe button. To one final woodsman. I guess topic. 
I know it isn't confirmed, but I feel like maybe I had heard y'all talk about it or somebody mention it about the God of Light Woodsman. Is he um, Log Lady's husband? That, that came up in part eight. That's a that's just a popular fan theory. Okay, I don't know. If there's not like strong evidence of it. There's just similarities in the description of her husband to him in Secret History. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mis- uh, Mr. Ring brought that up and. That came up. That's in right. Part eight. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like it. Um, I like it, but then I feel like I feel like your reaction when he said that was like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, you I didn't did. have time to sit on it. You were, you were getting right. told this, I, and yeah, I you didn't. don't have time to marinate that <laughs> that thought. That's exactly what I was going to say. It hadn't marinated yet, but yeah. I, I think I do like it because I like the idea of uh, something. So again, so we've had a, a bad Cooper. We've had uh, a sort of like. Uh, mole version of Diane to come in and be a sort of spy for you know the the bad guys. I like the idea of corrupting something that you trusted or you know a, something that was once more pure and twisting that. Like it, it, that's a trope I've always really really liked is when just the the bad version of something that was good comes around and is clearly wrong. It's it's just a cool like horror sci-fi idea. So if if this like super violent and powerful evil woodsman that we only really get a scene with is a twisted version of Margaret's husband, that's just just kind of sprinkles on ice cream that's already good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's something interesting to think about. <laughs> That is For something interesting. Sure. Um, last new character Blue Rose Task Force podcast was curious about was Wally Brando. Wally. Didn't get enough of him. That's my... <laughs> loved him, didn't get enough of him. I mean, he, but his presence was enough for a spinoff. Yes. It was an, uh, it's enough for so many, so many things. I don't know. This may be a stretch. I don't know. I don't know if there's just a, a scene that I've seen that I every time I watch it, I laugh the same way I watched it the first time I saw it. Even though I know what's coming, it is so funny. It is so funny. The comedy is good, and the monologue is convoluted <sighs> and beautiful and great. Poetic. And, and poetic. <laughs> <laughs> poetic question mark. Yeah, like, poetic just it's so much fun and uh, it's a throwaway character he just shows up and he's gone he gets this two minutes of screen time and that's it where did he go into the mountains he (laughs) he just just got on his bike and go (laughs) he got on his bike and goed wally brando is a treasure he is why isn't he the poster child for twin peaks I've seen a lot of fan art return posters, and he's always featured. <laughs> Perfect. They'll do it in like Stranger Things style, As you should. Yeah, where they have just like a giant yeah. cast, like everybody on the same poster. He's always in there, front and center, <laughs> front and center. Um, yeah, he deserves something. Um, it's one of those things too, where less is more. The moment is just so good. So if we'd gotten a whole lot more of him, who knows? But what we get is absolutely perfect. Yeah, like Sarah just nailed this bad Marlon Brando impression. And he's so perfect to be Lucy and Andy's kid. It's yes. Just yeah. Perfect. Even without anything he had done with the character, Michael Sarah yeah. <laughs> is 
perfect he, he person. Is yeah, yeah, he's Wally Brando. That yeah. just casting across the board has been stellar. That's true for really the entirety is, of the yeah. return. It's perfect. He's he's a perfect fit. It's perfect delivery, and I. Again, while it is all of those things, what was the point? Like, there's got to be something in that monologue that is worth noting. Yeah, you just I, did a second ago. You yeah, and I killed it. <laughs> you killed it. Yeah. There's got to be more. Like, there's there's no way that's the thing you pull away. There's no way you listen to that and you go, oh, like the woodsman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I mentioned it, and it's it's not it's not something that's just like that's the the. He says so much stuff, but mm-hmm. the, uh, I like the little tidbits, like where it's like the Lewis and Clark mention. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, secret history, cool. Yeah, even though I'd read that after, I didn't make that connection until way later. But mm-hmm. still, very cool. Um, who knows? I'm sure someone out there has done a deep dive on on Wally, and we will on our upcoming Wally Brando special <laughs> on the Talking Backwards Patreon, where Dave Jackson will recite word for word, memorized. <laughs> Making a lot of promises. <laughs> a lot of promises. We are actually in talks with Michael Sarah's agent to get him on the show. We have not had a response yet. No response, got it. Um, We've also not made any contact. <laughs> no contact. No contact yet. We've done no reaching out. We are in the We've, early stages of planning. We've thought about it. We've thought about it. Yeah. Let's talk about Sarah Palmer quick. She ripped her face off. Sure did. Bit of man. Uh-huh. The trucker. That trucker. She's a bit of man. That trucker. <laughs> That trucker J. That Took trucker off her face and Sarah Palmer, a bit of man. He said, truck you, she said, truck you back. Sarah Palmer, a bit of man. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to an unreleased performance from the Roadhouse Sarah Sessions. Sarah Palmer, a bit of man. Edward Lewis Severson III. Oh. <laughs> Don't call me Yeah, Palmer. Sarah, man. Sarah was a, Sarah was a trip. Sarah was another ca- character where and there were many of these where we saw her in part two and didn't see her again until part 12. There's like this massive gap of time in between her appearances. Yeah. Because there was at one point I just thought we were never going to see her again and her only appearance was going to be her watching these animals maul each other on TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they explored her a little bit more because when you have somebody who went through the stuff that she went through in the first couple of seasons – it would be a real disservice not to check in at least and just f- follow a little bit as to like, how does, how do you come back from something like that? And you kind of don't apparently. No, you come back as Tralian. I, I also wonder, was she always yes. uh, in, infected this way? Yes. yes. I think Jowde and Bob, we're just always missing each other in their house. Yeah. Just passing the like ships in the night. Just yeah. just missed you. <laughs> and poor Laura. <laughs> just had no chance. Not a chance. Had no chance. It was in their house now. If mm. if you think about it, like the two biggest bads in the universe living as husband and wife, unaware of each other, and the like thing that's supposed to oppose them or keep them from succeeding is their daughter also in the same house and none of them know that's really funny <laughs> it's a sitcom <laughs> just that's, that is really funny <laughs> it's true if i haven't said it before <laughs> twin peaks is definitely a sitcom <laughs> it's a soap opera dramedy yes and just that whole idea sci-fi soap opera <laughs> dramedy that whole idea of just like these two world eaters 
and a gold ball infested little girl that's supposed to save the world. Yeah. yeah. And they're just living as a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. That is a sitcom. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's crazy. That could it could be edited that way. Mm-hmm. And somebody needs to do that. Throw some laugh tracks in. Obviously, you start with the dinner scene. Yeah. Show then you me, go to the other dinner scene. Show me that smile. Who show me that smile? <laughs> Don't waste another minute on your crying. Plenty of crying shots we can use for that. <laughs> for that. The mauve zone. <laughs> it's purple. Great intro. Yeah. Uh, Is that the same place with the C? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It exists on that same plane as going up to the, the firemen. The Zane plane is going up to see the firemen. Um, yeah. We've we've talked about this recently with Damn Fine TV. So you'll, you can hear us talk about this a lot more there. Who asked this question again, Tyler? Little Danny Craig? Little Ronnie Pulaski. <laughs> Danny Craig T. Nelson? Little Gerald Craig? The episode where he first meets the woman with no eyes and that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? Anthropology. Ooh. Big. <laughs> oh, big, big words. <laughs> <laughs> Look like, at me with my like, big words. Like the store? <laughs> the store asked us this question? Anthropology. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. You said hand. I didn't hear that. I didn't. Oh, I'm very Han- confused then. <laughs> we owe an apology to anthropology. Oh, like Hannah? We won't give it to you. We'll just acknowledge that we owe you one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mob Zone. My favorite thing from our discussion of the Mob Zone was a callback to part two from something we said on our show when Tyler said, stutter fingers. Stutter fingers. <laughs> when they dropped the, that black, another black box. Mm. Two black boxes. Come on now. We did it. Talking about the black box that Pete Martell and uh, Pete Martell Jones, yeah, mm-hmm. when they tr- when they ultimately meet their butterfingers, fortunate to stutterfingers, yeah, stutterfingers. She says butterfingers. Yes, didn't get the joke. Yes. If you didn't uh, get it, why are you here? I'm leaving. Get out. See ya. <laughs> so the the building is the building is the mob zone, and yeah. then the sea is the, the mob whole, zone. The whole place is a mob zone. Okay, we're just mobbing. But the then, move Avenger. but then there's a ladder. Yep, where they go up into this. <laughs> is a that product of the Link Ladder? Yeah, Ladder Company. Of course. Wow, good callback there. And is that non-existent? Is that the non-existent up there, where that there's that Briggs head? Maybe. I feel like I always thought the non-existent was. Like when he gets, I think that's the beyond. I section. mean, it might as well just all of that be called non-existent. Yes, because you're just it's like, almost like purgatory. You're in this, including the mob zone. Sure, <laughs> yeah, non-exist. All of it's non-existent. That's like, like the once lobby. he gets spit out and is put in space, and he's all doing this, and it's all yeah. shaking. Yeah, I think that's because that all happens right after he gets dropped center through, and the arm lobby. says, "The arm says non-existent to him." He's like non-existent, right? You're non-existent <laughs> until you figure your way out of there, I guess. Really, really scary scene. Yeah, very um, scary scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Just that whole sequence from from him getting getting dropped into space, plopping <laughs> down into this building. Right. Until he gets sp- sp- sput <laughs> out, sput out again into Las Vegas. Yeah. 
into the realtor's home. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So all of that, yeah, is the non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Then why would it be called? Why does it have so many names? Those are just names given to it by the online. Community. Oh, by Reddit. I don't know about Reddit. <laughs> well, no, I did read that on Reddit. One of those, I think, is on Reddit. Probably but is. Everyone calls it that. Reddit has all the answers. And no answers. Yes. Um, uh, two more new characters that yep. people wanted to touch on, wanted us to touch on. Let's touch them. <laughs> Let's touch them. What's up with Red? So Red. Who is Red? Let me, let me say something about Red. Red was a character as it kind of kept going, and even the last time we see him as part 11, I really thought he was going to kind of be a bigger player. Oh, yeah. I thought he, we were going to see that he, like, was the guy behind the Chinese designer drugs getting in and mm-hmm. just, like, there was going to be some sort of big reveal that he was behind all the bad shit going on in Twin Peaks. Yeah. I really thought it was just going to come down to where he was, you know, going to get Bill Hastings by somebody. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, it's also possible he's... uh Connected to the lodge, I like the idea that you know, um, bad shit follows him, because you know you have that whole crazy scene at the double R. All that weird stuff at the double R happens after he he leaves. He runs away after making out with Shelly, mm-hmm. bastard. So yeah, it, it, he's an interesting character to discuss because we don't get a lot of backstory on this on this guy, and you do want to make the Black Lodge connections because the dude's name is Red. Sure, I I feel I've like never even thought of that. I've surely we've said that before. I'm sure I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of characters have their thing that's kind of unspoken that maybe is just somewhere in a show Bible that I want that that, that nobody is privy to except for the <laughs> <laughs> that nobody's privy to except for the creators. And it may be that Red's thing is he leaves destruction in his wake yeah and that's just never explicitly stated but that if you're just watching you could come to that conclusion he could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time he could just be some guy who is coked out of his mind was an amateur magician yeah yeah magician that may be where the connection ends yeah it, it is theorized on reddit i've seen this um read it I've read it read on it Reddit. On, I've read about Red on Reddit. That Red was a protege of David Copperhead. Oh, studied him. Hmm. And then they had some artistic differences. But behind the scenes, things <laughs> were falling apart. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, we'll get the Burt Wonderstone <laughs> spinoff movie of David Copperhead. And Going back to Red. Right, it's just said, too, about bad stuff following him. That's also the case for when he does the trick for... Uh, Richard, because then Richard goes and we mm-hmm. have the hit and run. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like this dude is bad news. And like if he's in the scene, after a scene something bad's going to happen. Ridiculous right after. happens. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And he has Shelly. What the? Yeah, he's like a he's like a doppelganger Bobby Briggs. He's the worst parts of Bobby. Yeah. Repersonified. Yeah. This is like what Bobby would have become if he had stayed on the bad path. Yeah. It's like. Bobby maybe had some experiences with his dad where his dad did some kind of supernatural stuff to extract his horrible features or characteristics 
and then they manifested into another person that is red. You're talking crazy, and I love it. <laughs> so I like that a lot. That's fun. I'm not saying that the metal rod is part of this. <laughs> what about the Carl rod? But the Carl rod definitely, definitely is. Carl said it. It's all connected. That's really good, and I like it a lot. Yeah, that's really great. And <laughs> I'm... There's no way that thinking about Bobby, that. <laughs> let me think about that. who it is canon that he has killed someone, mm-hmm. yeah, a bad cop, yeah, which he didn't know, right? There's no way that he's a cop, like in our society, that that person grows up to be a cop. Something happened. I think you said, because I think I brought that up, like what cha- changed, and you said it was when his dad died. Like right, and now I'm before. expanding on that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it could have been any moment in the 25 years that passed. It didn't have to be a moment like immediately after season two ended. Yeah, that, that's something we don't really talk about. Bobby, is that... your dad's dead. I'm going to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Does a reverse yeah. Batman. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to be so lawful now. <laughs> yeah. Justice. Yeah, we, we don't really talk about the fact that there is this, like, secret branch of the government that is dealing with all this crazy stuff and maybe it's not just about what's going on in Twin Peaks. Maybe it's not just what we see. There there've got to be other projects and experiments happening that are never shown to us in the show. Maybe there is a division that tries to reform criminals or you yeah. know try to yeah. you know better society that way by just pulling the bad out of people and making yeah. it another person. Yeah. Maybe that yeah, thing in the world goes to jail. of doppelgangers and tulpas, nothing is like off limits. Oh, nothing's <laughs> off the table. I mean, yeah. so what? What? Uh, the evil that men do. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. that? The, uh, it's Bob. The, right. Bob. Yes. Yeah. Albert says that he's like maybe that's all Bob. Like it's almost as if he doesn't want to believe that Bob is a, a real thing. He's like maybe that's all Bob is. The evil that men do. Okay. That's that's what the quote is from. Because Harry's like, there's not an evil ghost, right? Yeah, Harry just like can't comprehend, which makes sense for Harry. Sure. Mm. Mm. And maybe Mm. Albert's questioning, and that is why he never, why Gordon Cole withheld information about Jowde all those years from him. Right. (laughs) Jowde. Because he was a little too questionable. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't comprehend it. We we have uh, one final new character that... Someone was curious about iMovecar. Who was curious about that? Annie Dubay? Annie Dubay. There we go. Annie Dubay wants to know about iMovecar. And Annie, uh, if we said it wrong, yeah. at talking Dave backwards. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> at Talking Backwards Pod. Like, yeah, if, if, we if, we, if we mispronounce your name, let us know. Which we'll, I, we will fix it. I should say that um, at Winds of the Weird was the one curious about red. Ah, gotcha. I move car. Yeah. Polish accountant. Uh, one of the most random scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's plenty of those. Um, but didn't expect any of that. Didn't expect that to be the, uh, way that, uh, Cheeto Chantel and Hutch met their demise from a, from Mm -hmm. a Polish accountant. Yes. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this guy needs, that's another there's, spinoff. There's so many <laughs> like webisodes or something. Yeah. Like devote 30 minutes to these characters. Yeah. Because I'm just curious. Craven Moore. Craven Raven. 
there's weird accountant stuff going on in the return. Yeah, yeah. talk about that. He's he's just one of many. One of many. We have the farm accountant, the state farm the guy who yeah, <laughs> guy who asks him if, asks uh, Boop if he needs money. Do you need any money? No. Yep. He does not. Um, Five bucks. And then Charlie. Yep. With Audrey. The worst accountant. <laughs> the worst accountant in the series. Yeah, there's a lot going on with accountants. What's up? What's up with the accountants? <laughs> I don't know. It's like no really a background. It's just one of many background running themes. Like one of one of uh, Tyler's favorites was Part Five, which featured a blackberry and a Mister Strawberry and a Dingleberry, <laughs> all these berries. Dingleberries. That's an berry, old gum tree. <laughs> berry freaking gib. <laughs> All these connections. All of them. <laughs> and the old round tree. Oh, B round tree. And B round tree. I knew we'd make it back. Dingleberry around. sits in the old B tree. <laughs> or in the B round tree. <laughs> I knew we'd make it I knew we'd make it back round to we B round it. tree. Back round the tree. Verified. TP. Yeah. Why is it if you work with numbers, then you're involved in this in a really weird I numbers. will tell you because numbers are an very big thing in Twin Peaks. They are, a hundred percent. And I was thinking about it on my drive to the 100%. studio. That's an that's an episode in itself is too. Twin Peaks numbers because I just want a list of all of the numbers, mm-hmm. and then do math to them. <laughs> Take them to your accountant. Yeah. Like eight is synonymous with Jeffrey's. It's also the room number, I believe. When he comes out of the elevator and fire walk with me, it's seven. Seven's prominent. Seven, uh, six on the the six pole. on the pole. Yep, two uh, five three yep. in the from the new arm. Yep, and that's the time. That's the number that. of completion. <laughs> it's two fifty three in Las Vegas, and that adds up to a ten. The number of completion. You know, the number of completion. Listen, ladies, two minutes fifty three seconds. <laughs> three fifteen. Three one five. One one nine. There's so many numbers in the return. Eight six seven. Yeah, five three zero nine. Yeah, yeah. Two shoes. <laughs> two shoes. <laughs> She's had two visions. I mean, the number two is very prominent in Twin Peaks as well. Yes. In the entirety of the series, have we seen any twins? Like, I'm not talking copies, doppelgangers, or tulpas. Have we seen? Twins. I'm pretty sure that twins are not a thing in the Twin Peaks universe. Like it's, but they know they the went word out of their twin. way. It's biologically <laughs> yeah. impossible. They went out of their way to just never have twins <laughs> featured. <laughs> oh, Jacques Renault. Is he a twin with uh, Jean Michel Renault? I mean, they could be. We don't know. We don't know. But he was just credited as he was credited as Jacques in the original series, but in the return, he was Jean Michel, Jean Jean Michel, Jean Michel. That is not like a rebranding or an alias. I do could be a tulpa for all I know (laughs) of Jacques. Who knows? (laughs) He's too low on the totem pole. And also, like, yeah, and to be topple worthy, and so that could be like, yeah, people playing, you know, 
returning to play a part. Yeah. But you got cousins. But on like, like, like. <laughs> yeah, they, I Wait. even I even considered that. Yeah. It's like they like were they were cousins. Yeah. Played by the same person. Mm-hmm. But not not a single twin. Yeah. I stand by that Jesse Holcomb and Sam Colby were separated at birth. <laughs> what? What? You said they looked alike and like part three. Oh, I'm, these yeah. are fresh on my mind. Earlier. Yeah, they do look super similar. So yes, they look <laughs> they look a lot alike. Quite similar. Well, and with Daria and uh mm-hmm. Becky Burnett. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm. there was a third with that. I can't oh uh oh it was no, the third one with that was a loose one, but it was uh uh, Gersten wearing the same jacket, like a similar jacket as Daria. Mm. And yeah, they look similar, but they're not right. twins. But they're not twins, yeah. Nobody is twins Yeah, in the entirety of Twin Peaks. I think the, the best case for twins is going to be Jacques Renault. Mm. And we'll never confirm that. Yeah. There was the possibility of twins or Judy being Josie's twin, which never happened. Let's confirm it right now. Confirmed. TP. Well, there you have well, it, That folks. settles that. And that's the Polish accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You asked and we told you. Yep. Yeah, sorry, Annie. We <laughs> delivered. <clears throat> we moved the car <laughs> to talk about twins. It's all connected. <laughs> like we're, we're doing our best. <laughs> we are professionals. Listen, this is just a recap. Yeah, it's a recap of this everything. is a conversation. I think we've talked about a lot. We've talked about a lot of stuff I didn't anticipate talking about. So this has been fantastic so far. I um, agree. Let's talk about uh music. Okay. Let's listen to the sounds, perhaps. Let's take a trip to the Bang Bang Bar. So many incredible performances. Yeah. Yes. Let's so let's many. just do a nice little <laughs> audio montage. One here's one second of each song. Favorite Roadhouse performance. Uh, we've all got ours. Don't know if they're the same. We haven't talked about it. We have not talked about it. We maybe should have covered it, but <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. We've had similar things before. I do have a backup if if mine is taken. Oh, yeah. So, um, you can go first. Okay, great. First. <laughs> now that won't happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there were there were a lot of great performances uh, for sure, and there was only. One that really grabbed me in such a way that I actually investigated the artist and really looked into the discography, and it's Au Revoir Simone, oh. This Violent Yet Flammable World. Oh, that one. Yeah, I was going to ask because that was like they played twice, so yeah. which performance? Yeah. That one. That's awesome. That's a great pick. That is a good pick. Good. Good sleeper it's, pick, too. It's a, like. they're, it's they're a, great. Yeah. It's a very cool performance, and the just the mood that the song sets is so ethereal and, I don't know, it's kind of haunting. Yeah. yeah. Like th- there are a couple performances that are kind of scary. Oh yeah, but, but that one is just axolotl. Yeah, but that one's <laughs> axolotl scary. Yeah, uh, which was my backup. Actually. Yeah. Oh really? Nice. Yeah, that's a good backup. Uh, but yeah, that that performance and just the imagery all around it is uh, just uh, sort of spiritual and spacey. Yeah. Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, you know, just, just kind of. I got it. Yeah, I like, I like that. Dreamlike, I'll say. 
Mm, dreamlike, yeah. You could say that about a lot of the performances. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. David Lynch knows what he's doing, <laughs> picking artists. <laughs> For sure. Very good curator. Uh, my favorite uh, came at the end of part two, mm. the very first music performance. It was Shadow, I thought, by Chromatics. I thought that just set the tone for the series. It was so well. Also, just the first time you see Shelly, so it just warmed mm-hmm. my heart. Um, yeah. Just great. I, lo- I also just, I love Chromatics. Uh, unfortunately, they broke up oh. last year. Well, That's a bummer. R.I.P. R.I.P. Chromatics. Um, but, incredible performance again. It's just the song, I just feel like, is such a shadow of the lyrics, too. I think pertain a lot to just things in the series i think it's uh very much the song uh you know it almost feels like you know it's like modern julie cruz in a way there's mm, just yeah. like you know even if it's a little more upbeat you know um it's it's just it's an amazing performance another moment of many in the show that i get you know goosebumps when i just like the first shot when you start hearing like the synths and like the little bit of the drums coming in right mm-hmm. when you see the bang bang bar sign i'm just like oh shit <laughs> here, here we go. go it's so good yeah so that that is my pick i'll, I'll say my runner-up after i don't want to take from tyler because you did say your runner-up too yeah. so okay i um actually i guess based it on kind of your same criteria Essentially, who I listened to the most yeah. <laughs> after yeah. Yeah, who you started I, yeah. listening to, yeah, I heard them. There were three that I added to my library. Nice. Third place, Rebecca Del Rio. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. killed it. Second, still got that clip on there. Au revoir, <laughs> Simone. I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, first was Lissy. Nice, Lissy. Yeah, great. Lissy, Lissy was so really good. really cool. I listened yeah. to the shit out of some Lissy. Yeah. This is great. Uh, Wild Very, Wild West? Yeah. That yeah. song, yeah. So much, so many Stevie Nicks vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it for sure. is awesome. Yeah. The Romance Police song is like straight up Stevie Nicks by her. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Um, yeah. She's great. That was a great pick. And I, she was one I knew before the show, too. And, like, I remember, like, like because what every artist didn't get, like, an MC intro. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I was just like, oh, cool. Because yeah. he's like, Lissy! <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, psyched. What? Yeah, he's so psyched about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Roadhouse is proud to welcome Lissy! <laughs> and I, I was like, wait, really? <laughs> I was like, she's here? <laughs> I was always so blown away um, by some of them. Because it was like, Eddie Vedder, Nine Inch Nails, what? The Nine Inch Nails. The Nine Inch Nails. Sorry, Edward Lewis Severson, I should say. (laughs) But still, like, those are just like, oh, my God. Like, this is wild. This is just one of the things that just, yeah, it's Wild West. (laughs) One of the many things of this show is just, like, you never knew. Every week, surprise. Didn't know who was going to show up. Mm -hmm. It was was so good. My number two was Sharon Van Etten. I wanted to shout out Sharon Van Etten because I love Mm -hmm. Sharon Van Etten. Yeah. That was very, very good. Worst performance (laughs) is Patrick's number three. (laughs) Not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you want to talk about it? Nope. <laughs> all right. We all know what it is. All right. All right. Cactus blossoms. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love cas- cactus blossoms. So many, like, it's like you discover too. It's like you discover so many, like, some, some of those artists, mm-hmm. like, I had not heard. And it was just like, this is really, yeah. really cool. Um, so, yeah. Super neat. Yeah. Very, very cool. Love the Roadhouse. Leave the Roadhouse 
I've got some some misconnections here that we we glanced over. Most of them are just missed doubles. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the doubles on our show, I've got a few of them for you that we glanced over. You're gonna love this, you sickos. All right, uh, I've got uh, Double Jones here. Double Jones, who's ready for some Double Jones? Double Cola. We got Dougie Jones. You know Dougie Jones? Yep. Jones? Or any of the Jones clan. Sonny Jim Jones. Sonny Jim Jones. Sonny Jim Jones. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sonny Jim Jones. going to work out oh, for me. No. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just kill that. <laughs> I think we've said it before and made the same reaction. But anyway. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So not our first Jones in the show. We go back to season two. We've got Jones. Just straight up Jones. Yeah. Never said it. Yeah. Jones who oh, worked Thomas Eckert. <laughs> Jones is the, ghost. <laughs> Jones is the the lady that got in bed with Harry. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. the end of that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. That just, one episode. Just Jones. Just Jones. Just Jones. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So that that's a double Jones. <laughs> that's my husband, Dougie Jones. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's ready for chip, triple Jones? <laughs> Ooh, triple Jones. <laughs> for triple Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to season one. Hmm. Season one. I can't. <laughs> you can. I think you can. I just can't. Uh, Pete Martell having a nice glance at his yearbook over uh, Midge Jones. He's glancing at his yearbook, admiring a picture of her. So Midge. classic cheat. Yeah, Midge Jones. I thought you were going to say Pete Martell Jones. <laughs> no, uh, nope. Just his old love, I guess, or friend, or. What was her name? Midge Jones. Midge Jones. Yeah, so that is a triple. He also <laughs> had great affection for Jonesy. Jonesy. <laughs> Jones and for Jonesy. Jonesy. Who remembers Carrie Page? Uh, I know of her. Of her. Never heard of her. Um, Did you mean Laura Palmer? Nope. Definitely meant Carrie Page for this. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ben Horn's assistant at the Great Northern, Beverly Page. Mm. Or her husband, Tom Page. Uh, yep. Is that a is that a double? It's a double. I don't count. Tom. Is that rude though? Because he's sick. Tom, Tom is not doing great. <laughs> Tom is not doing great. Unless, unless we see him. Yeah. Maybe he's better now. Th- and as such, he does not qualify. Yeah. Yeah. That's a one off. <laughs> that's another one offer. Here comes the one offer now. Woo. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh. Okay. The other more loose, not on names, I can't believe I just didn't bring it up, was when Diane gets deputized, Deputy Diane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper gets deputized in season two. Hmm. He's Deputy Cooper. It's true. They're both deputies. That's kind of a de- demotion. <laughs> <laughs> he was just taking what he could get. He was suspended from the FBI. Well, I was about to say, it was, <laughs> oh, that's right. it was yeah, a yeah, promotion yeah, yeah. from unemployed. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it kind of was a promotion, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, two, two deputies. Huh. Any other missed connections of anything? Doesn't have to be a double. Just anything we might have missed and touch on something you thought about later. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what they are. Know, there's plenty. <laughs> I for sure have some. Something that's just it's bugging me. I and also have something that's maybe not bugging me, but great. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I I feel like maybe we've maybe we have talked about it before, and I just don't remember. But why is Leland in the Black Lodge. And when his hair turns white, 
is that a tulpa of Leland? Because there's doppelgangers you, in there too. You have to have the. Do you not have to have the ring to end up in there when you die? See, I don't know. We see him actually walk in there himself at the end of Fire Walk with Me. He just walks to Glastonbury Grove and heads on in with Bob to deliver their Garmin Bosia to Mike in the arm. Delivery. And then he, <laughs> and then he, and then he hovers. Special delivery. Because <laughs> he hovers and Bob. Yeah. Splat. Blood on the. Yeah. Yeah, he just walks in there. <laughs> yeah, it just just rolls in like he owns the joint. Yeah. I. Uh, so is the ring just one way of getting in? Yeah, that, that well, I yes, and I feel like just having Bob with you, you can just maybe go. Like he's he's a walking key. And then the ring is just like if you're if you're not a a ghost or a monster, you can use the ring to get in. That's like a like a like a Dave and Buster's card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the ring is all, the ring is for sure for me one of the. I have one of the most like just I have so many questions and it's just so mysterious. Don't know because it's just like why, if you're putting the ring on somebody, surely there's a reason for them. You want them to go there. Yeah. Um, because it's just like well, why did Mister C put the ring on Ray? What did why was what's the reason for Ray to go there? Yeah. Why did Who he cares? send the ring back? It's Who just going to come back just out. Why didn't the nurse just <laughs> vanish when she put it on? She may have. <laughs> she went to the red room when she died. But then why isn't she there? I, we don't... Hmm. Does she be around the tree? <laughs> she is the... Um, <laughs> wait, what did you say? said, because she be around the tree. Oh, God. That's oh God. close to what I was going to say. She's <laughs> the... She's the um, Circle of Sycamores? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she... There you yeah. go. There you go. She's a spirit. Let me hear it. She's like, oh, we got it back. <laughs> Here we go. And why wouldn't she be? I've made contact. Yeah, why wouldn't she be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't she be a spirit there to just yeah. get the ring back? Yeah. Why get it back, it, yeah. is her putting it on, looking at it, not being like, this, this is this, this is a nice ring. This is the target. Yeah. Got it. Damn. I don't know why... That character bugs me so much. <laughs> I just love that it just hooked you and stuck with you. Well, because if, if she's not a spirit, this is just theft. <laughs> right, yeah. That's how I saw it the first time. I was like, Mal, malpractice, malpractice and theft. So theft is okay if you're a spirit? I mean, if it's your thing that you're just, if it's like your tool, if it's like if it's the key to the house and you give the key to somebody you want to go in the house and somebody just ends up with it, you go get it back. That's not theft. Okay. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, Dave. I don't know if you understand criminal law at all. I don't. Me either. Guilty until proven innocent. If you can get six people to say they saw it, I'll I'll admit it. Then one of those six people knows Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Until then, wouldn't me. That's all I had. That's it. <laughs> just, they, it just bugged me. Like, yeah, the, no. like the the rules for getting into the out of the lodge are like irresponsible. Why people have white hair and what the ring is for is just fast and loose. The fast ring is trash loose. and means nothing. There you go. Solve that. All it did was freaking prevent Bob from taking over Laura when she died. Hmm. When she had it on, he couldn't. Dougie be her. 
and uh, taste through her mouth. Dougie Milford probably got it out of the Cracker Jack box. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cracker Jack box. Yeah. Cracker Jacks. Stay tuned for our episode about the ring. Nope. <laughs> Any other misconnections? Anything you missed? I, I, the I connection, many, the one I sent you last night, um, which I guess we was brought up in the actual parts, our coverage of each part, maybe. Mm. Um, I don't even remember what it was. I don't either. Or what, what it said. Oh, uh, it's uh, Cooper talking to Hawk. Says, oh. if I'm ever lost, I hope you're the one they send to find me. Yes. Very cool. It's the rewards of rewatches. Yes. Yeah. That is... So good. Extremely cool. It is very cool, but also, I got beef. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel like Hawk's main mission for 25 years should have been searching for Cooper. Mm. Could have been doing more. And we open... In part one, he's just chilling. <laughs> Hawk, Hawk should have been like well underway, going crazy, smoking cigarettes, red line everywhere on the yeah. cork board. Yeah, yeah, cursing, cursing <laughs> like the secret history. Hawk. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I get that he's not doing justice to the fact that Coop knew he was going somewhere, mm-hmm. and Hawk did not. Go to find him. Pretty much looked his friend in the eye and said, hey, something's going to happen. Help. And um, he, I'll get he, around to it. <laughs> and he <laughs> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he, he built up the police station quite a bit. Do we know he did that? No. 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 One cool detail about that, too, about the built-up police station, mm-hmm. other than Frank Truman, who's not really an OG Twin Peaks character, mm-hmm. we never see the original cast back there, ever. Mm-hmm. It's always like you have the old characters hanging out Lucy. in front of the station. Lucy doesn't go back to the... Oh, in the back. Yeah, in the I back, see. like yeah. the high-tech. Yeah, the, the yeah. CSI crime place, lab yeah. that right. they put yeah. into the sheriff's station. You never station. see Andy or Hawk there. They're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's definitely not banned. allowed back there. <laughs> They've been banned from going I, back there. I have a theory that... The sheriff station from the original run made a ton of money and just never spent it. They just had a surplus every year and banked it. And then when Frank Truman took over, he said, oh, you know, we have a lot of money. We could be making some improvements. Uh, We could spend it all on a desk where the screen rises (laughs) out from it. That was the last last surplus. So, yeah, that was definitely him. (laughs) Yeah, that's his desk. That was him. Yeah. It's all this in... Fine woodworking magazine. Well, if no more misconnections, we're going to transition real quick to a segment I like to call It's a Gold Ball, Talking Tulpas. It's a Gold Ball. 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 The ball, fuckers, is gold. Look at that ball. So I have a, I have a clip that I cut from part 14 for a good reason. Hmm. Uh, the reason it was cut is because Tyler had seen up to part 16 at that point, and he took a moment to reference something later. Hmm. And hold, hold on, the backwards stuff. So, like, yeah, Andy is in reverse in this scene. Yeah. Have we seen anybody else in forward motion besides Cooper. in a lodge beside Cooper? 
Like even was it Wyndham Earl even in reverse? He was reverse. Yep. I had the same thought when Diane went to the red room. Oh, after she pops. Mm. And she talks normally. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember if that was the only time. Mm. Oh, I mean, and, Dougie and Dougie. Too. Yeah. Dougie. Okay. Yeah. Tulpas. Yeah. Right. Tulpas. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I, I guess it's because it's where they came from. Like they're kind of unaffected sense. by the gravity. Yeah. Which brings me to my question. Is Cooper a tulpa? Yes. Mm. My best friend, Mel's. From Damn Fine TV? From Damn Fine TV. Yes. Did you say, you said it was her that said that? Oh, yeah. She's the, the Cooper theory from where, yeah, when he gets shot at he the end of shot. part one. Yeah, and is like in a coma. Yeah. And yeah. then gets a tulpa. It's tulpified. Tulpa from then on. So then where is... Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's airtight. <laughs> Uh, what what was your question? Mm. Where is I was, was going to say then where is Coma Coop at that point? If he's right. if he's tulpified, then what happens to Shot Coop? I don't know. I don't have answers. I just have questions. It's a good question. Uh, I, okay, so it it's a good question because when. You see Cooper in the red room for the first time where he is speaking forwards and everyone else is talking backwards. A Twin Peaks podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's dreaming, right? He's not actually there. It's a vision. Right. He's talking forwards in that, <coughs> in that instance. And well, so that explains that. But yeah, in he, the is, dream, he is there yeah. in later iterations where... Right, like at the end of season two and yeah. in this... In the return, mm-hmm. yeah, he talks normal. Mm-hmm. Does he? I feel like he goes a long time without talking. That's true. At all. He does. I'd have to remember what he says. He's, he says, like, aren't you? Oh, yeah, aren't you Laura aren't Palmer? Aren't you Laura Palmer? Because she repeats yeah. again, yeah, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arms spin back. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about that quick, uh, one of my theories that I've brought up many times in the last several episodes of ours about Carrie Page being a tulpa, this whole thing about if you speak forwards in the red room, you're a tulpa. This would maybe possibly discredit that theory because in the behind the scenes features on the return, someone calls her Carrie Page. Ah, uh, Carrie Page. Which is really interesting to me. Like, really interesting to me. This is interesting. You brought this up to me, and mm. I feel like. I'm just saying that would shoot my theory in the foot because she speaks backwards. And it makes sense for Carrie Page to say that. Like, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arm's been back. Mm. That mm. It's, that's not Laura Palmer in the Red Room. Because the script then would say who the character is, right? Right. Yeah, because then she screams and gets sucked out of the of the Black Lodge, similarly to how Laura does when she's taken away in the woods. Exact same scream mm-hmm. in Part 17. It's like exactly the same. Because you hear, like, the fluttering of the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> and she screams and gets... Taken away. Yeah. Yikes. Mm, something's afoot. So when did the... So when, when does the transition happen? Right. Yeah, I know. If Carrie Page is the, like, other world 
Laura. Also not saying I agree with any of this. I'm just throwing it out there. Also want to just say real Mm. quick, I'm going to throw it up on the screen in the edit. Um, Brain just broke. Yeah. Uh, In part 18, I was bringing up like, oh, I think the fireman sent a gold ball to Odessa, to that world, to Odessa. And that was Carrie Page. I was saying, I thought that the gold ball was Carrie Page. In the shot when Cooper's walking to her house in the yard, there is a gold ball. And this broke me. <laughs> because I was so, like, transfixed on, like, oh, my God, he sent that ball to, to that world. And there's a damn gold ball in the yard. It's a gold ball. <laughs> it's a gold ball. I did. See for yourselves. I did go in on you pretty hard when you said no, that. No, that's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> I deserve I deserve a I lot of it. Look, there was I've, no way you could predict the trajectory of that ball no, I know. from that map we were looking at. I'm just saying it wasn't it going like up going to Odessa. It looks like it's going to Earth in general. No, it looks like it's going here, not here. <laughs> but, yes, listen, I've said a lot of outlandish things on the show. I've said a lot of ridiculous <laughs> theories that I don't know why you guys didn't punch me in the face more often. Tried. Um, I surprised myself. Yeah. But um, this one, yeah, this this one broke me. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but, I mean, the gold ball in question, it, it's not like that's the B. They just, like, as a prop, there's a... Like a gold soccer ball or something? Yeah, it's or just like some sort of... Like, like it an inflatable just looks ball. like a gold or a yellow. It's just a ball. Yeah, just, it's just in the yard. Also, just symbolic. Of yeah. note, it is specifically... That's why I think it's on purpose. It's in the shadow of the number six pole. It's on the shadow. You see the shadow of that pole because you see it in the shot before. And the gold ball is literally on the shadow of that pole, mm-hmm. which that pole, the giant, shows Andy in part 14. Yeah. Yeah, he shows him the pole from Odessa. It's like he knows of Odessa. He knows this is a thing that's going to be happening. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have anything. I. You're going to have to think you're going to need to marinate on that <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> I, I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. Is Coop a tulpa? <laughs> The only one to have ever spoken normally in the Red Room. Dougie? The, the Tulpas. Dougie and oh, Diane, because yeah. yeah, Diane says, yeah. fuck you. And it's clear as day. It's clear, so clear. Uh, see, Wyndham didn't. He was backwards. He was backwards. So was Annie and Caroline and all that end of season two stuff. Oh, oh, oh I meant to touch on that in, in the Misconnections. Uh, Wyndham. We talked about him being a part of Boop, but I don't think that's true. Ooh, great. Uh, because, as we know, if you enter the Black Lodge with imperfect courage, your soul is utterly annihilated. Which Wyndham's is. Yeah, he's gone. Which means it wouldn't be <laughs> with Cooper. Yeah. So it went I, up in flames. Right. I think that Bob Cooper has Wyndham's stuff. Bob Coop. Like he has his equipment. But I I don't think he has that uh, super criminal know-how. I think that's all just learned and experience and yeah. from from being fine. a very old spirit. Yeah. So I just want to say I wanted to walk it back <laughs> that Wyndham is not a part of Boop. I think he was eaten and consumed as nourishment <laughs> and he is completely gone. Because he would have been utterly annihilated. He's dead. I like that. Yeah. 
whole lot. Yeah, I like the sprinkles of Wyndham. Is that a weird way to put it? <laughs> In the return? <laughs> Might be a weird way to put it. Be on the sprinkles lookout for our Wyndham. new album, Sprinkles of Wyndham. So the, like, F, I don't know what you call it, the box that, Boop uses in part two yeah, that looks like, like the like window. Yeah, the briefcases, yeah. yeah. And then there is a, in the room with the glass box by the couch, there's a bonsai tree. Uh, so I like the sprinkles of wind <laughs> in the return. Oh, yeah, there's just little breadcrumbs. It's like, yeah, hey, don't forget yeah. that this did yeah, happen. Yeah, this was a thing. Yeah, And, and it was a big deal. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. Uh, yes. Yeah, so is Cooper a Tulpa? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just a whole, the whole another thing. Uh, man, I, I think it could be possible. I'm, you know, some days it's like when you start thinking about this stuff and it just you, you get that headache. You know, I, <laughs> like I do. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I just like to go back to Tyler's. Just yeah, Dale Cooper just went home to the Joneses at the beginning of part mm-hmm. eighteen, and we're done. Like <laughs> we're good. This is it, and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Did he? Did he get shot again? Ever? Like after after the hotel room? Is he part eight? The doppelganger. Yeah, but like, uh, the, like the Cooper that we follow, oh, right. like a like Dougie doesn't get shot, like like Dougie Coop doesn't get shot. No, Cooper proper when he comes right. back doesn't get shot because in theory, if he's a Tulpa, he would pop like a balloon. No, he just gets stabbed by Wyndham in the Black Lodge there <laughs> before Bob shows up and is like, "You can't do that." <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Don't you remember when Bob said that? Yeah. You can't do that. The classic Bob line. Get out of here. You can't do that. <laughs> With a finger waggle. No, no. Uh, 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 when uh, have uh, I told you? Yeah. How many times have you get out of my kitchen? How many times have I told you? <laughs> this, is what we do. this is what we do in the Black Lodge. <laughs> he does get stabbed by Wyndham in the Black Lodge. Yeah, same spot. In the return? No, at the end of... Part uh, two, or okay. season two. Season two. Yeah. yeah. So has, has Coop been attacked by the Lodge so many times that he has just, like, antibodies? <laughs> that's what I, that's, I mean, I, that's why I feel like, yeah, he got, he has some sort of. Antilogies? He's almost like a spirit himself. He just can, he's, he's supernatural. Kind of exists in both worlds. Yeah. Going back quick, just want to touch on it before I forget it. I've said it before, and we're not going to get anywhere with it because nobody has answers. <laughs> Try me. Told you Philip Gerard is one of the most confusing things to me in, in The Return, because why is he not credited as Mike? Because mm-hmm. I brought up before, I was like, did Philip Gerard just wander in the woods and end up in Class of Mary Grove, and this is just what he does now? Um, no. Going back to part 17, when Cooper unlocks the door and heads with Mike to go see Philip Jeffries, Mike doesn't talk backwards. Or Philip Gerard. When you see, I don't even know what I'm saying. Philip Gerard doesn't talk backwards when he get, recites his poem again. He's just, it's just normal. It's just fine. And they're technically in the other realm. Hmm. I don't get it. Maybe, I don't get it. Maybe Mike talks backwards and Philip Gerard does. Maybe, but he's credited not. as Philip Gerard through the whole thing. Maybe it has to do with. Because I was like, why don't you just credit like him as Mike? Which time. It is you're in the red room. Like the first time you go in, like evens and odds. It's like reverse like, polarity. Yeah, the first time you talk backwards. If you go back a second time, you're fine. You know, and we're just catching most of these people on their odds. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, the odd times when they're all talking backwards. A Twin Peaks podcast. <laughs> Step out to the world, you're still talking backwards. Like, oh, whoop. Got to yeah. <laughs> yeah. pop back It would have been funny <laughs> if he, like, started the poem, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> just started got a few words in and then just like was like Whoa, whoops <coughs> and then is backwards like talking <laughs> the pits of despair in the darkness oh who knows who knows about mike man if you know if you know about mike reach out to me i need to know i don't it's it bugs me bugs me a lot donna donna oh what? mike mike no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anything else about Tulpas <laughs> while we're here? I I mean honestly I don't I don't know enough about the function and rules of right. Tulpa life. <laughs> right. Like I it's already confusing because you have the Dougie Jones like Tulpa who apparently doesn't contain the memories of Del Cooper and you have the Diane Tulpa who does remembers everything about Diane. Yeah. So it's already confusing when you look at it like that. Like if, in this series if you want to fool me with a Tulpa, you'll get me. <laughs> they got me. You heard it here first. Jesse Holcomb is a tulpa of Sam Colby. That's that's fine. Hey, that could be true. It's not. I, I would I would buy it. Because if if they revealed that, if they started another season and revealed that, right? I'd get you got me. Yeah, mm. got him. Yeah, I I don't have anything to that. Uh, d- did we ever say, or did I ever say? That I felt like in Firewalk with Me when Cooper looks into Diane's office and says, You did something different with your hair. You did. That that was the moment she was the Tulpa. I don't know if you said Tulpa, but you said it was the first time she got that haircut. I think she uses. I think she I think she had that haircut, but I think it turned from red to white. Mm. And so when he saw her, I was like, You did something different with your hair. It was because it was white because she was now a Tulpa. Ooh, I like that a lot. When I think I've thought about that before. So you don't see her. Redhead. Or we, we, we could assume orig- originally. <laughs> because when we see her redhead is in part eight or part seventeen or um, yeah, part seventeen, 17 after yeah. Nido reveals herself as Diane, she has red hair. Ah. Yeah. That's right. And all through eighteen. She has red hair. But Dougie didn't have white hair. But he had <laughs> he had weird hair. He had chops. No, that Maybe was that's the <laughs> difference. You have to have <laughs> Contain all the memories of your <laughs> yourself. You have to keep the you have to, yeah, yeah, you gotta keep that hair. Actually, but if you change the hair and make it all <laughs> make it Dougie Jones like Dougie, you ain't gonna remember nothing. Dougie proper had a lightish blonde hair. It was only until like that weird coupe merge mm-hmm. when he did not have that hair. Kind right? of the brown, like highlights. Kind of brown, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it was different for sure. And it's when Coop goes through the electrical outlet, right? Yeah, it really just stands out mm-hmm. from that mustard and that, jacket. That is when it's like Coop's hair. Right. Because his hair is definitely different as Dougie. Right. Yeah, because when he as comes OG in Dougs. when he comes in flat on his back, he has like prim, proper yeah. Yeah. Cooper, Cooper, no chops. Yeah. yeah. No chops, yeah. Darker hair. Yeah. So no gut. Lighter hair. We'll just say lighter hair. Tulpa mm-hmm. has lighter hair. The lighter the hair, the more topa you are. That's right. Leland, full topa. Full topa. <laughs> Leland went full, full topa. 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 Yeah. You'd never go full topa. <laughs> Woo. Farting in bathtubs, laughing your ass off. <laughs> that is, it's a gold ball talking topas. Topa, topa, topa. It's a gold ball. That's it. That's all we needed. That's it. <laughs> Dave, you were hey. you you wrote this segment. I, I you sent me a long email about it a couple of days ago. Uh, so I'll I'll just hand it over to you. I'll I'll intro it here. The segment is called "If You Want to Party with Us, You Got to Arm Wrestle the Boss: The Magic of Muddy." 
He's a magic man. <laughs> that was if you want to party. You got to arm wrestle the ball. The boss. Tyler, do you have some more of those uh, Twitter responses we got? I do. Well, let's hear it. At Woods of Badtown wants to know why Chip got no phone. Chip, man. I so in in full on, full disclosure, I did not remember who Chip was. Yeah, and you were all about this in part one. You're like at the end of it, you were just like, I want to know who Hank Filmer is. I want to know, like, yeah. <laughs> I want to know who's feeding Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, because again, characters that just get thrown away. Yeah. So mm. I I completely forgot about Chip. I still don't know who Chip is. He's, um, he's a chip off the old block. Sure. At Winds of the Weird Ooh. wants to know a little bit more about the whole sequence when the bullet flies through the double R window. Why is this happening? They they may be disappointed to find out. I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Actually I don't I don't have Dave, any more they're coming to us for answers. And I don't have them, but we can speculate. Yeah, we can speculate it to death. Let's do that. So, Red shows up all of a sudden while the Briggs family is having a spat mm-hmm. because Becky was shooting a gun. Del Rio? Becky shot a gun. Becky, Becky shot, shot a gun at Stephen's apartment door. Right. So, they're having a talk. Uh, Red comes up, goes and has a kiss with Shelly. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> he runs away, or he prances off. That's what mm-hmm. he prances off. Um, Shelly comes back in. They're all, you know, all like, hmm, that was weird. Sure. Bullets are flying through the window. Uh, Deputy Bobby runs out and sees what's going on. A little boy shot a gun. There's some honking going on that I think Tyler was a big fan of. He was not. And then little boy stands there looking smug. Like a so father. Smug. Like- so smug. Uh, classic little sweetie Jesse rolls up. I heard shots. He was actually a big Ed's gas farm, which my ears perked up for that. That was cool hearing that. I don't know what he's doing there, getting gas maybe. No, he's probably getting some Twizzlers. And then the honking lady, Bobby goes to investigate. She is late. <laughs> she has miles to go. <laughs> she got miles to go. This has nothing. So did we in the series. She screamed, "Why is this happening?" Then there was a zombie girl that rose up out of the seat, and she started to scream some more. And then we hard cut <laughs> out of this smash yeah. cut. It's, smash cut it's out of this. So weird because she is talking like she has somebody that she needs to get somewhere. Uh, and then it like what is dire is dynamic. Like it changes a few times. Like we're late. Uh, we have a long way to go. What did she say that they're going to. Her uncles. uncles. Yeah. And, but it looks like you need to be going to a hospital. Yeah. Because yeah. she says she's sick. It's like, no, you need to let me go because we're late. No, you need to let me go because we have a long way to go. No, you need to let me go because our uncle is expecting us. No, we need to go because she's sick. And then when she is visibly sick, she's horrified at the image. Ah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in yeah, this why car? Is this happening? This why is this happening? Doesn't need to be in the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It this scene adds nothing for me. Except 
aggravation. Yeah. If you took this and agitation. If you took this interaction out, I feel like it would hurt, be a better show. Hurt nothing and might be additive. Yeah. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> it's addition by subtraction. Unless unless all it's for is to induce anxiety and frustration. I think if, I mentioned if that's in our its purpose. It's successful. I think I mentioned in our part eleven that I, I like the theory about it being like Bobby was dreaming that because of the gunshots with like his daughter like shot off the gun and because everything's very dreamlike from there on out because he doesn't even do anything when the girl is sick. He's just staring. Mm-hmm. New theory. All right. Hmm. This is there to pull all the anxiety and frustration that we were already feeling from the red chili kiss. Yeah, I, I would like when I saw them kiss, I shouted at the TV. Why is this happening? A <laughs> uh, new theory. Okay, fine. Ooh. If and if we're in a theory on the fly, this is a new segment called Theory on the Fly. Theory on the Fly territory. I think that that whole interaction is a distraction for us, the audience, the viewer. You can't look away from this. You're you're forced to witness this. Yeah, you have no choice. And it's so confounding and confusing. So baffling. Baffling. But you... Because you like want to be excited with the double R. Like, oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. It's the first time we've seen Shelly and Bobby. It's the right. only time we see Shelly and Bobby together. Like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I almost want to go back to the scene and look at everything that's not the lady. Like, everything that's in the periphery. Like, what, what There's is There's probably, visible? like... Woodsmen hanging out in the background. Cars driving backwards. <laughs> Maybe they're playing horseshoes or something. No, there's Woodsmen just love actually style with signs giving you the entire plot. <laughs> Leland did it. Giving you all the answers. Leland, Leland did, it. did it. Yeah, it, it, it feels like it's, it's just there to make you think about only that. Well, they did a good job yeah. of that. Because like you said, I loved being back at the double R. You had Bobby and Shelly together, albeit briefly. Uh, so b- brief. b- before Red showed up and just crushed that momentum. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see this safe haven get shot at. Everybody goes into a panic that, like, this good place feels tainted already. Then you have a family arguing. Like, you have a, a mother, father, and child, much like mm-hmm. you had a mother, father, and child in the diner, yep. whose child is dangerous because they shot a gun just like in the diner. And then it immediately pulls you away from that. Like, as you can start to make connections, it's like, oh, but look at this crazy shit. Like, and now that's what you're going to think about. These fleeting moments with the original characters Mm -hmm. (laughs) are so fleeting. I'm going to give you a little bit. But look over here. (laughs) But what is that? Classic, classic misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. Not giving us what we want. Not at all. This has been but what we need. Theory on the fly. Theory on the, <laughs> the fly. fly. And now we're going to revisit a segment <laughs> that we used in uh, season three in the return. It's a little segment where I pose some questions for you fellas. Ah. It's called Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. I have the answers. Where are Dick and Linda Tremaine? Taco Bell. Yes, 100%. They just renovated. It's a great-looking new building. They hit it up every day. Fourth meal? I'm confusing them with the Morgans. They're thinking outside the box. (laughs) I'm thinking of the Morgans. The Morgans are there, too. Yes. 
after after the Hastings stood them up yeah. for okay. dinner, they connected with Dick and Linda Tremaine. Stood up by murder. Went to the bell. I guess you could say uh, around the dinner table, the conversation is lively, especially yeah. when the Morgans come over for dinner. They were thinking outside the box. The glass box. Mm. Part one references to <laughs> Thinking outside the glass bun. The glass bun berry grove. Glass bun berry. Glass bun Terry grove. More berries. Who is the girl running through the courtyard at Twin Peaks High? She's Carrie Page. But she's dark-headed. Who ran Trick off the road? Who is Trick? <laughs> Trick Tremaine? <laughs> <laughs> Trick Tremaine. Uh, he's, he's one of the uh, double R diner Ro- scene guys. Roadhouse. Yeah, sorry, Roadhouse guys. Uh, when they had those little vignettes. Yeah. He's like in the booth talking. He comes in late like, and sits next to him. And Somebody was ran me off the road. Yeah. Hmm. His name is Trick. A trick, Trick, a Trick Not Fantasia. Pat Trick. Like my name. Ooh, that got loud. Because I, be, I mean it. I must be really dead. <laughs> dead as a drawer knob. Dead as a drawer knob. Dead as a drawer knob. Which I guess is uh, more alive. A little bit alive. Than full dead. So who ran him off the road? Was it Leland driving with a dead girl? It was Wally Brando. It wouldn't be Leland driving with a dead girl because that's too, too on the nose. Well, it's it's too long it's ago. Two twenty five years ago. Well, yeah, is yeah, it future or is it past? Too long ago. I mean, tell me. In the in the five thousand dollars suit. Uh, you know when Cooper and Laura are driving in Part Eighteen, he's driving with a dead girl. Are you done? No. What was the question? <laughs> I have no idea. Who ran Trick off the road? Wally Brando. Hey, it could have been Wally Brando. Richard Horner. I feel was like he just a got a motorcycle. I was gonna say I was gonna skip this timeline. Timeline. If it's possible that it lines up with uh, with Dick driving. It's nowhere near. It's like Richard dr- driving crazy. It's nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. But okay. that doesn't matter in this show. Very true. That is very true. Yeah. The roadhouse scenes could be taking place. Those roadhouse scenes. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and speculate that it was Richard, because that's the only other time, like, within the return, that we see somebody driving... Richard Horn. Yes. We see somebody driving that crazy. Dick Horn. Yes. What's with the black box in Buenos Aires? What is with that thing? It happened... It... The, with the SD cards? No, the it's the the little like alarm that goes off and then becomes a gold bead. Lorraine calls it when she dials Argent. Yeah, <laughs> Argent, Argent, Special Argent, David Copperhead, the magician. Prepare to be I just like the Special Argent like worked for that. That was mm-hmm. just way too good. Um, 
she she dials it it rings and beeps later in that same episode boop i think it's when boop dials it when he's in the uh when he's in jail mm-hmm. prison after the all the weird stuff goes on it goes off again and then it shrinks into a gold ball is yes. it a gold ball so what what is it <laughs> what what is it right what is it yeah it's why are, why are we seeing it <laughs> so, and, okay so it was my understanding that the gold and what balls, does that have to do with lorraine <laughs> it was my understanding that the gold balls were seeds to make tulpas right like but i guess maybe why stop at humans I was, I was gonna say like what if it's just like an alchemy thing where like this can be anything mm-hmm. like you can just create stuff and then when that serves its purpose it reverts to yeah. gold ball status what was its purpose i don't know <laughs> i guess to get called <laughs> it, it was his answering machine and then he i'm just saying i'm, I'm just trying need to it anymore like, piece together with lorraine just like she she called it when yeah. when dougie didn't get killed by gene mm-hmm. not renault just just gene just, just gene and just chance yeah just and it beeps. Change. I almost just wonder if that's like connected to Boop somehow with the bl- with the BLT, the Black Lodge Tech. Mm-hmm. So he knew it. So then he made it shrink somehow. <laughs> he probably I, put some cold water on it. Just maybe that was just a sign to like, like shrinky dink. Lorraine is a goner, and maybe that let Duncan Todd know. <laughs> so it. So okay. <laughs> so like the spike. Like like you're like you're saying now that. Could be connected to Lorraine. That could be his like. She, ha- she like, had to dial it to say she didn't get the job done. Yeah, and then once he didn't need her anymore, then she didn't need the box anymore. So when he deactivates the box, it has served its purpose. It's a beat again. Interesting. She has not served her purpose, so she gets spiked. It's just like okay, these avenues are no longer viable. Shut it down. So mm-hmm. the box goes away. Can't prove it was a box. So whatever information was on that quote-unquote box is lost to beaddom. To beaddom. Beads? Beads. Beads. Bees? Beads. Beads. Well, get the honey. (laughs) Is Arms, this is specifically for you, Dave, is Armstrong getting enough to eat? I sure hope so. That little buddy. Got that Hollywood money coming in. <laughs> well, yeah, at, at this point, Armstrong's sitting pretty. Armstrong's wealthy. Yeah. Unless uh, he took, mm-hmm. took a trip to old Dead Dog Farm. Ooh. Nah, he's in, he's in Hollywood Hills, living his, living his best life. Perfect. My final question for you all. Yep. For the return. <laughs> for all the points. I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to, and I'm so sorry. Waiter style, I'm so sorry. What year is this? 1642. 43. 44. Just what year is this? What year is this? That's 2022. I mean, real life, yeah, real world, yeah, 2022. Could be then. I mean, that's what, five years in the future. But what, the show. But you, what, oh, from the show. I was going to say, but what year were they in? Six. 
Did they? Tyler thought it was not first watch. Thought it was nineteen eighty nine. They wouldn't have had to time travel. It could have just been a alternate. Just yeah, yeah just an alternate dimension. It doesn't have to be time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that other dimension isn't. It has to be time because we all know how time in Twin Peaks works. <laughs> so adamant. <laughs> and it has to be now. It has to be time. <laughs> I don't care how or when. But it has to be right now, and it has to be like this. Yes. 1989. So uh, the original timeline year from the season one murder is 89, right? Yeah. And that's when he goes to he goes back to then to try and save Laura. And then he pops back out at some point. We don't know when. Right. The only thing we see from when he comes back out of the Black Lodge, he meets with Diane, and then they're on the road to drive 430 miles. Right. No clue what year it is. And he loses Laura. Like, he, he saves loses, her, and then she's yeah, just she's, gone. she's gone. I don't know. See, so part of, part of me, does. I don't know if I want to say that he lost her. Because I, st- well, I guess today... I know he doesn't have her, but I almost, but it, I, I feel like it was part of the plan. He doesn't know where she is. I know. I think the giant took her. The fireman took her. Yeah. I I, I think I said that too. I think that <coughs> I I theorized that she got pulled into the White Lodge because right. like all right, she's safe. Let's yeah. let's let's yeah. you know, let's snag her. But yeah, there's and now there's I got to go use her tulpa to kill Judy. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, th- there's really nothing to go off of. Like, there's no context for. When right. he ends up, the only yeah, and, and, and it's all it's all intentional. We talked about this in part eighteen because I mean the double R to go signs are off the double R yeah. to throw you off of when this is. Mm-hmm. The only thing is the car that would be like, I mean I don't know the year and make of the car. I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not a carsman. Professional. Dave's not a car knower. All right, what car is it? <laughs> what car is this? <laughs> Just having no having no context, and I, I don't even think what year is this is the question. I don't think it's the right question because it. And diners are timeless. <laughs> they, that they are. Reach out to us at talkingbackwithpod@gmail.com, <laughs> Instagram talkingbackwithpod, and on Twitter and at talkingbackward. Talkin no, we still got to do talking for heads. Okay. What about Coop? So when Coop saves Laura, yes, is Leland still Bob? Like in that whole thing? Yes. Okay. He saves her. Yeah. So Bob would still be alive. Bob would still be alive. But Sarah divorces Leland after she tells him like what, what's been going on or something. Then. They have to move because of the divorce. But then they also need to go into witness protection. I'm with it. I'm with you. Witness protection. Deep Odessa witness protection. What year is it? Same year. These owners have no idea. But they're being weird because they are talking to a stranger at their door. So they're feeding them a bunch of information that doesn't make any sense to us there you have it 
I don't have a better answer, so that's what I'm going to go with. Deep Odessa Witness Un- Protection. Solid. Yes, no, I've got beef. Shit. Anything? This was a request. Oh God. Twenty second challenge. Oh yeah. Dave, you have twenty seconds. I like the to tell me about the return. No, hold on. Didn't they say to do each part? Or no? Was that Chad? To do parts one through seven and nine through 18. Right. <laughs> Not eight. Are you ready, Dave? Yeah. Go. Boxes. Coffees. Bob, bad girls. Bobs. Balls. Bombs. Mm. Black-faced woodsmans. I don't know. <laughs> That's the return. <laughs> that was a special request. I don't know. By Chad. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Jazzy, Chad Pretzel, thank you so much for that. I hope I met the criteria. I hope I wrapped it up with a nice little bow for you. I think he did. It's perfect. If I heard that list, I'd be like, <laughs> Twin Peaks of Return. That's it. There's nothing left to do except talk about the scores that we gave all 18 parts of the return in a segment we like to call Talking Forest. I can't. I can't. Just can't. James! Boy, we. <laughs> Boy, we rated some episodes. <laughs> we rated some episodes, didn't we? Rated some parts. We certainly did rate some episodes. Sure did. Um, We're going to talk about those ratings because numbers are interesting. Not only in Twin Peaks, but in the Talking Backwards universe themselves. Hmm. All right. Guess who had the most in common? You're looking for two people? Yes. Dave and Tyler. Dave and Tyler. Dave and Tyler had nine episodes in common, but they weren't the most. Oh, what? Whoa. Dave and Patrick. Dave and Patrick Dave with and Patrick. 10. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> you stole our Wait, thing. Yeah. Yep. You but gave him our <laughs> thing. <laughs> we, did. we took your thing, man. It's, it's our thing now. Totally geez. our thing. It's a good thing, and I'm not going to find a new thing. Yeah. Guess how many we had? Four. I was going to guess four. Six. Hey! We had six. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, lowest score of the season. Came from Tyler. Do you remember which part? Part seven. I'm going to guess. Which part was James in? That answer is incorrect. We all gave part Mm. seven a five. (laughs) It's because it slaps, buddy. (laughs) Uh, It was the one that James sang just you. Yeah, I figured that. That was part 13. Mm. What was Um, the rating? Uh, uh, two. Ooh. Ooh. Well, no, no, ones? two. No ones this season? Um, no ones. No that was the ones. lowest score. It was wow. the only two. I stand wow. by it. Yep. What else happened in that episode? <laughs> it's, there were very few threes, too, honestly. There were only two episodes that 
had some threes, mm. and that was uh, part five and part 12. 12. I remember 12. What was 12? Part 12 was Audrey coming back. <laughs> yeah. I remember 12. <laughs> Still wasn't a five? Or was it a five for me? No. No. You gave it I, a I, four. Yeah, I think you gave it a four because you did not like seeing Audrey that way. I yeah. didn't. Yeah, you were so excited to see her back. Most fives in a row was six fives in a row for me. <laughs> and no one's from part yeah. 13 to the end. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, a surprise by me. Yeah. Um, only five parts got a perfect score, um, which was one, two, four, seven, and 16. All fives. Hmm. All fives across the board. From us three, I should specifically say. Right. Yes. Dave was so close in those. Tyler probably would have been too if James hadn't sang Just You because. <laughs> He's such a loser. Part 14 and 15, you both gave four and a half. Dave gave part 13 a four and a half, which he gave a two. So that was three four and a halfs in a row for you. Um, right before a five with part 16. So those were very, very close to touching a five, but just not quite mm. a five. I'm nothing if not consistent. Yeah. I'm nothing. Uh, other notable parts that got fives. Uh, Dave and I gave part 11 a 5, which Tyler gave a 4.5. Sensible. Interesting note was part 17. Hmm. I gave it a 5. Yes. Dave gave it a 4, and Tyler gave it a 4.5. You both went at the same time. Yeah, and you <laughs> failed me. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> failed him, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the other one that got two fives from us was part 18. Sorry. Yep. What are you going to so. do? That was a very that was a shocker. Most shocking scores to me of the whole season uh, was Dave part eighteen with five, mm-hmm. and was Tyler's four point five, which was higher than your score for part eight. <laughs> I was very shocked. Most shocking moment probably, but I was also very shocked by you with five on part eighteen. What an upset! Blew my mind. Surprised myself. Yeah, I know your your reaction too is good when he says that you. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. It's talking for us, babe. Talking for us. What a great time. This is fun. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Not nearly 18 hours like I thought no. it would be. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the recap of all recaps. We recapped everything. There was no topic left untouched. But just in case there was, <laughs> Dave. If we missed anything, and I'm sure we did not, but if we did, talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. We do read our emails, if you can believe it. Every single one of them. Reach out. Please. Uh, we're also on Instagram at talkingbackwardspod. You can see us there if you want to. There's information in our bio, link in bio. Click those. See what that's about. Links everywhere. Just links all over the place. Just click them. Uh, Patrick. Hey, everybody. You can find us on Twitter at talkingbackward. No G, no S. Tyler. Greetings, listeners. It is I, the one who devils eggs, a.k.a. the egg deviler, a.k.a. a.k.a. Ted. Thank you for listening to what I'm sure was a damn fine episode of Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. But we all know this is the segment you have been waiting for, so let's get right down to business. I have a list of names that need to be shouted out. First up on the list, we have Sabrina Wakar. Sabrina, thank you for your support. I'm sure your witchy teenage years are what led you to Twin Peaks, and we could not be more happy to welcome you into this absolutely fucked up family. 
Welcome! And thank you again for the cash. I spent it on rock candy. Next, we have Norman Buckwald. Butchwald. Buckwald. Butchwald. Norman, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Is it Buckwald? Like you got super ripped on some Bud Dries and went Buckwald at the local fish fry? Probably not. I'm just going to call you Norm. Moving on. Get your vaccines ready because the last name on the list is Gavin Measles. Gavin, thank you for your brief support. It definitely helped me buy something. Probably more sweet, sweet rock candy. Good luck with the measles, Gavin. Well, that brings us to the end of the list. Thank you, Sabrina or Measles, for the support. Now, I know all of you lowly serfs out there that have yet to support us over on Patreon are absolutely dying in the streets to have your name uttered from these majestic lips. Well, guess what? That dream can become a reality. All you have to do is head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talking backwards and toss a coin to your deviler, and then I will talk at you from a computer. As the McMahon Law Firm used to say, it's just that easy. Just do it. Nike. Encore. What's that? Encore. <laughs> Encore. Anchor. <laughs> FM slash Talking Backwards. Links for everything is there, including our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards. Lots of goodies for you there if you want to see this. And you can hear it. Also. With your ear holes. Guys, we recapped. We, re- we did it. We recapped I did it. the return. The we return. Did we did it together. Yep. We'll be back for more. Talking backwards. Check your local listings. Do it. Thanks. Do it. Try it. <laughs> I, I would try love to. to see you try. <laughs> we'll see you next time. On another episode of Talking Backwards. Yes. Yes. Bye. Episode a yes. success. Yes. <laughs> 100%. I thought you were going to say, is it good? Yeah, this has been great fun. <laughs> okay, great.